If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Live on Joy 99.7 FM, this is Ghana Connect. And tonight we are talking about Qatar 2022. And we now know uh, the teams, the Black Stars, who will be coming up against. We've heard from some of the experts. Uh, we've heard from Sunny Dara, who is a, we used to be a GFA spokesperson, who works with Calf. We've heard from Coach and Ajiman. And you've heard from uh, Gerald Motri. I want to hear from you. Ghana is going to come up against Portugal, Uruguay, and... South Korea, of course, and it's going to be one of those interesting matchups when we come up against Uruguay, as it's been built as the an opportunity to avenge the defeat that uh, was delivered to us, kind Ketsi of Suarez's hand. Um, you've had the experts say, "Well, don't hype it too much; it may affect the players." And so, what do you think? How important is, is this uh, is this matchup for you? But on the bigger scheme of things, are you happy with the draw uh, that we got tonight? I want to hear from all of you uh, now here on Ghana Connect. And, and many more of you are connecting with us, uh, some in the studio and some joining us uh, via uh, Zoom and uh, via telephone. Uh, joining me in the studio, uh, uh, Kil Singh uh, is a youth activist. Delali is a sports analyst. Ebo is a sports enthusiast. Millicent will also connect. Imano Odonko, uh, uh, Kwesi is a blogger, uh, will also join us very shortly. Uh, I still have with me uh, Ibrahim. Raheem Sanidara, and, and of course, a um, uh, good friend of, uh, of ours uh, analyzing uh, this, also Gerald Motri. But in the studio with me is uh, George Ado Jr., who has been uh, just uh, been uh, covering and anchoring our coverage of the draw. And he joins me with a quick thoughts before I, I hear from your, all of you who've already joined with your thoughts on social media here on Ghana Connect. Uh, Gary, uh, so there we have it. It's set now. Portugal. Oh, you said you, Gary's in Doha. Oh, at some point. Well, point, we <laughs> Gary's going to be joining us very shortly. Because uh, absolutely, yes, yes, yes. And uh, he, I know he's getting some reaction from yes. the coaches. Yes, but George, uh, you, you've seen the group. Happy with it? Uh, I, I wish we had a we had a a better draw, but it's okay. I think this is more difficult. Yeah, this is a tight group. Okay, it's a very tight group. I'm saying this because the. The Asians in this World Cup will cause a lot of trouble because they have been heavy on football development. 
and they, you mean the South Koreans? I'm talking about South Koreans. You 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 see you see South Koreans. You see the Japanese doing very well because they have been very very consistent with their football development anyway. So uh, that's why it, it makes it tricky. Portugal is 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 a, is, is a great team. They haven't looked too good at least um, so, in, mm, yeah they've not looked too good as aside after they won the uh, the euros you mean the, por- the, you mean the portugal or cristiano ronaldo yeah, and bruno fernandes yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost feeling like a side that needs a lot of fresh blood and, and they're walking down the line but portugal is still a is a great team to play and you you never know what you get from them but it's a tight team to play and if you take portugal off you have uruguay i'm hoping that we get to play against uh, luis suarez if he is going to be part of the squad because has he been uh, part of their qualifiers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's been tight. It's been very tight. And and because Uruguay are on um, a, a little plan to have a transition, everything is changing in, in Uruguayan football. So we're not even sure if he's going to be there at the World Cup. But we'll see how that goes. But South Americans are always a tough side to play at the World Cup, and and, and the European and of course Portugal at that is tight to play. And and South Korea, with the kind of work they've done, would also be a very uh, difficult side to play. So it it is not doom. I don't think it's doom. These are teams that we can we can work around. These are teams that we can go in with a plan. And it's always important that we, we, we are clear in our minds how we're going to approach them. Once we have done that, I think that we should be able to qualify. My, my, my worry is the environment. And you see, in, in draws like this, it's not only about the group you go in, but you look at the environment. And when I say the environment, the next group, the, the group closer to you, because when you have made it out of the group, ah, okay, yes, when you've made it out, so of, the out group, of our group, we might come up against there's Brazil there, okay, Let me there's just Serbia there, there's Switzerland, there's Cameroon, like a okay. Yapem lined up. So, so that's Brazil, <laughs> Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon, Cameroon, yes. So, um, I, I, I so we could face what one of these in yeah, the yeah, if, if, we, if we get out of the group, oh, uh, out round of 16, okay, round of 16, straight, oh. straight up. So, so the environment makes it you know interesting, but but this is Ghana, uh, we have. We have done it before. I am not. I am not. I am not, I am not trying to sound. I am not trying to patronize any, anybody. But in 2006, when we were we were drawn in there with the likes of Czech Republic and Co, we were nowhere there because remember we we had a bad Africa Cup of Nations, very bad one. Uh, and then Zimbabwe beat us and, and and knocked us out of the group stage. Um, I hope we are not establishing a certain order that where we have a bad Africa Cup of Nations. <laughs> so it's good that 2010, we had a good Africa Cup of Nations and had a good World Cup. But I'm saying that from that standpoint, from 2006, with the way the Black Stars were able to go, I agree that materials are different and all. But I think that now we have a good technical team who are able to read the game, the in-game tactics. Do we have a technical team? Okay, I'm talking about the technical team that's waiting to be confirmed. If, if they are if they're allowed to go on that this set, they have shown us that they can approach games with strategy. They can approach games looking at the weaknesses of their team and playing at playing the advantage with their strengths against the weaknesses of the other team and that they have done so, so well. So Evans, I think that it's a fine draw. I wouldn't say it's a good draw, but it's a fine draw mm. because of the environment we find ourselves in. We have to finish and go and play Brazil or Serbia in there. Okay. But it's, it's, it's manageable. Let, let me it's ask you the, the obvious controversial question. Before we join us, I've, of course, I've been picking the thoughts of um, of Sani and Koja Jiman and, and Jerome. Yeah. And, and they are all of the view that we should tone down the hype around the, the, the Uruguay march because of the potential that it may filter into the squad and it may, it may affect. And, and, and what, what, do you, what do you make of that? 
that. I mean, for me, as I was saying, I'll come to the other, you know, people I mean, and, and connectors who are not experts. Yeah. For me, that's the game. That's the game I'm looking forward to. What's your, what's your take on that? Yeah, that's a sentimental side. Those of you who want to pay attention to you, well, it's fine. But I think that you have three teams to deal with, and that's where your focus should be. You've got three teams to deal with. In the game against you, the maximum points you can pick is three points. So go out there and pick the points. Actually, you've already said, even if we lose against her, but no, I, against you right now. I, do, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I, I, I want us to focus on the three teams that we have. Mm. I mean, how fans are going to take that when we beat Uruguay is only Thing. That's what I'm saying. That there's even no need to hide this one because Suarez may not be there in the World Cup. I mean, look at Suarez. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, yeah, he may not be there mm. because the way they are going with the way they are going with stuff. But let's wait. I don't think we should hype a game around Luis Suarez. It's okay that draw has come out. People say one or two things there, but look, we got we got it. I mean, for for journalists, we are looking at how the team can qualify. Mm. If they need four points, if they need six points, if they need seven points, that is what we just need qualify to do. out of the group. Just qualify out of the group. Mm. Don't go and make it a, a Ghana and Uruguay thing that even if you don't qualify out of the group and you beat Uruguay. I understand. Um, Luis Suarez single-handedly took us out of a semi-final. I understand all of that. And, and I understand the sentiments and all this happening. But I don't think we should focus on that in, in building that game. The World Cup is much bigger than Ghana versus Suarez. So we have to pay attention to the teams that we have. And the planning starts now. I, I wish maybe later on the show I can have a time, but I think the planning starts now. Mm. We have about six, seven months to go. I mean, friendlies, the cash, where the cash is going to come from is another big one. Maybe when um, um, Sunny Dara and Co. join, they can give you more insights to that. Because I was just checking the calendar. Ghana, Ghana's Black Princesses have qualified for the World Cup. The babies are likely to qualify. We've got Commonwealth to, to, to attend. We've got the World Championships. We've got the World Cup. I mean, from now to December, we have so many competitions. I don't know how the sports ministry is going to sort out their money. But obviously, we have to plan well. And if we do so, I think we're fine. Okay. Yes. I'm going to take uh, some comments on social media. I'll come back to my connectors who are now joining me with their own thoughts. Mere mortals like us who just love football. <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts on this. Mere Okay, this is football. This is the Black Star. This is the World Cup. So as you can imagine, uh, the flood of messages pouring in already. And again, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, again, we're coming up against Uruguay and Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo. But as uh, Gary said, we don't take your eye off South Korea. If you watched, uh, George, if you yes, yes, oh, I said Gary again. I mean, yeah, George, George, George. You know, and they are twins. Yeah, George and Gary, they're twins. You know, so yeah, they always confuse me. But, but that's it. But but don't take your eye off of South Korea. He said. George says, because if you watch Tottenham, you will know the certain player called Song, right? I mean, and those of you who watch EPL, you wonder, oh, South Korea, who are they? Well, pay attention to that. They have very good players indeed. And they have other players in the EPL who are doing very, very well indeed. And so don't take your eye off that. But uh, Manon, I can, I can guess that many of you, uh, many of our connectors are joining us on social media. What are they saying? Indeed, on social media, this one says, Evans, Portugal has a better team now than the team that we met last time. Talk about their young performing players at top, top level. Let's not undermine this Uruguay team. They know how to play tournaments very well. How dubious is that match between Ghana and Uruguay while you fail to score your own uh, open goal? That's a penalty. Um, hello, good evening, uh, Evans, Spencer and Team Joy. Please, I suggest, uh, so this one says that, I suggest we stop 
all this talk and do our homework well. Football is now science. So we should sit, we should stay uh, focused. That's Pasolo from Sunyai. And you're talking about emotions. This one said, it's very, very hard to take out emotions uh, from this particular one. But emotions or no emotions, we are going to beat them. Baba and Hassan all the way from mm. Kumasi. I like this next one. It says, tell Suarez and Ronaldo that Ghana is coming like Kakai. Them dead. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag World Cup draw. I agree with that sentiment. Them uh, dead. And so Ghana has qualified. Ghana has qualified. Why? Simple calculation. Score North Korea and draw with both Portugal and Uruguay and get five points and you're out of the group. Interesting. And so uh, the calculation has already started, George. Uh, we are not waiting. We are not waiting to, uh, you know, get to the tournament before we start doing. This one says, "Amate for just Mia Ronaldo this weekend, make him recover next year, simple, and so so that he won't play the tournament." Ah, okay. So Manchester United is playing. Okay. Yeah. have to break his leg. Amate must break his leg tomorrow. I mean, when it comes to United, I'm a United diehard. When it comes to United versus Ghana, Ghana any day. So it's okay. Ronaldo can. We know he should break his leg for us tomorrow. <laughs> this one says all Ghana wanted was Uruguay and the chance to revenge uh, that 2010 loss, and we got it. Thank you, FIFA hashtag uh, World Cup draw. You guys don't believe in fate. There's a reason why this matchup happened. You guys are not reading it well. And this one says I know South Africa and Nigeria will support Ghana like uh, they have since they will watch from TV. Mm. And uh, of course, we're all watching from TV. Uh, most people are watching from TV, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, this one says that I pray my player Christian Achu keeps fit so he can make the score top top player in a black star jersey hashtag world cap draw mm. and so a lot of the connectors are okay. reaching us with their uh, you know why don't you why don't you send us your own um, I'll share it with the rest of the world but let me come to the studio uh, now uh, and hear from uh, just honorary football lovers uh, Kilsik so you've seen the, the the draw give me your reaction well, I would say that that, to me, is an expected draw. Mm-hmm. It's really something that Ghanaians, I mean, expected. The banter with Uruguay and whatever happened at the World Cup, the whole debacle... As you were expecting, I will play Uruguay. I mean, I personally was expecting I would play Uruguay. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, particularly because when they started sorting out the ballot and, you know, Ghana had gotten to the last two, I knew that it could either be Uruguay, I mean, the, the group of Portugal, yes. or the other team. Yeah. I mean, so it's quite expected. And so if you look at the situation of 2010, more like an adrenaline surgeon plot twist of Suarez, you know, dating himself up, if, 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 if I should put it this way. It's, it's something that still rests on the minds of Ghanaians, and that if there is an opportunity to avenge that, we will do that. Talking about the difficulty in the teams, we record that in 2006, Czech Republic was, I think, the second best team in the world. We caused the shock in the World Cup. We beat them, I think, two goals to one or two zero. Asamoajan scored in the earliest minutes of the game and all. In 2014, the team that won the World Cup I mean, we drew with them, and that game was more like the cliffhanger of the tournament. Uh, people didn't really expect that Ghana was going to um, hold on with Germany. And I mean, had it not been one or two offenses or mistakes that we committed, we would have beaten Germany to it. And so, this is football. There are a lot of surprises in football. There are no minnows in modern day football. Football is more of science. Now, we have a very competent and, uh, I mean, tactful uh, technical team that would 
more or less read into the game, make all the necessary, um, what do you call it, um, predictions and projections, the kind of players you should call up. If we have to invite other players to augment the current squad, if we have to also, you know, substitute others going into the World Cup, being in the goalkeeping department, the striking uh, I mean, department whatsoever, I believe the technical team is going to do it. In fact, with this playoff with Nigeria, they've shown so much of um, vigor, and I think that it will be replicated in the World Cup. Mm. There's modern football. Remember, we have a very young team. I think our team is one of the youngest teams in the tournament. I think sixth. The average set. Yeah. Yes, sixth. And these players would want to display their dexterity in a way to catch the eyes of scouts. It's a big opportunity for Fatawi Saako, who aims to play at, at, at Liverpool. A big opportunity for Kudus, perhaps he wants to advance onto the Premiership, I mean the Premier League. And many other players, Afenajan and Co. And so it's about they demonstrating what they can offer. And so I would agree with Sanidara before I stepped in the studio mm. that we should give our players more time. Yeah, we should we should reduce the kind of pressure we put on them because uh, the unexpected might happen. We might end up leaving the group with just one point. I mean, it's it's it happens. It's football. The current Portugal team is beatable. Look at how they struggled in the in the qualifiers. They had to play in the playoff eventually. Well, yeah, it's it's not as strong or resilient as we knew i mean the portugal team some time ago if if you currently look at the portugal squad you have a player like jao felix jao felix has played with thomas party at atletico madrid before of course they've had some kind of that's a very good young player exactly yeah. they, they 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 i think both of them have probably understood each other the experience of party with jao felix might be very crucial in the way we strategize against portugal the case of uh, cristiano ronaldo uh, we have quite a number of Ghanaian players. If Mohamed Salus is going to come in, Manchester has slid Southampton already. I think so. Yeah. And, I mean, Salus would do so well. If Ghana should consider him, that means that he will bring a lot on the table. Amati is going into this weekend against uh, the almighty United. Of course, Ronaldo will be featuring. Uh, whatever performance he puts up can influence how he can, quote-unquote, pocket Ronaldo in the World Cup. Uh, the case of um, South Korea, Song, Song plays in the Premiership, I mean, Premier League, sorry. So, so yeah, I think the point you're making is that these players know each other. Uh, they, they know each other. This is not the case where Ghana is going to the World Cup for the first time, and, excuse me, we are coming from a certain third world. You raise a very important point. That, that, that hasn't experienced top-notch football. The players we are taking to the World Cup, and let me bring you on, on this. Okay. None of them have been to the World Cup before. True. Just a few. Yeah, I a few. I mean, our player. They did yeah, our players. They did, they, okay, they, they has they been. They did has been. Wakasu is fit. Wakasu. I mean, and, and, and again, we don't know which players the coaching staff well, may select. Yeah, but, but it's a fair point to make that this this side is lacks experience of World yeah. Cup. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's we're, we're, we're rebuilding. I mean, yeah. from 2017, 2019, 2021. I mean, we're we're rebuilding. So these are yeah. these are new boys. How much of that? How much? How much would that affect? you know, our success against, because we're coming up against Portugal, which is really pretty established. Um, Uruguay has shown that they will possibly will bring um, some of the very experienced yeah. uh, players in, in play. Uh, South Korea has they a lot a, of experience. They have a working in, team. South you know, Korea have a proper uh, working We're going to be we're obviously underdogs. Lack of experience. Not being to the World Cup before. You can possibly expect they need to be there, possibly the most senior. How, how important is that? Well, football, just like every occupation, experience is very important. So, it's very good if you are going to competitions like this and you have players that have been there before. Because in big stages like this, you need players that have the character 
the attitude to be at the big stage because playing at the World Cup means there's a lot of attention on you and there are some players that are kicking out when they find themselves in those situations. So, yes, it will be a good, a positive, a plus for us if we have players that have been at the World Cup two or three times, like the way Cristiano Ronaldo will be there, uh, you know, Messi will be there. These are players that have seen it all. So once they are there, it's easy for them. On the other side, it's also an extra motivation for any young player, as my other friend said, that it's an opportunity for these young players to show the world what they have. And it's also an opportunity for us to blow up our expectation reduce the pressure that we're going to put on the players. Oh, but wait, wait, I hear all of you say that. Yeah. Uh, the pressure. Yes. Who, who? I mean, Sunny has said it. Um, Coach, yeah. and you also... Yeah. Uh, when they say we, who? Like, we Ghanaians? Yeah. Like, we yeah. Ghanaians, you know? But that's, but that's, we are going to play yeah. the emotional Whenever game. You are going to, Why should that bother the players? It, it does, because once you are... Isn't this a national team, and the country's perception affects how you, you perform. And you yeah, we'll we, we be cheering them on. We will be emotionally invested. Yeah. No, but we will scream yeah. and yell. We will want them yeah. to beat Uruguay. Yeah. But how, how should that affect them? When you when you go into the truth is that yes, they need to be motivated by the fans and what we expect them to do. But we, in a, when we say reduce your expectation, means that if we fail to qualify out of the group, we won't come back and come and insult, chastise them. But we we'll say that this is. A I mean, that's after. We're talking about before. Well, we definitely going to expect yeah. them to beat yeah. Uruguay. We expect us to win. Fine. Yeah, like, we need to. Every Ghanaian, yes, we hope you when we win the World Cup, we want them to win the World Cup. So we expect them to go and win the World Cup. But when we say low expectation, it means that if they fail to get to the the highest point, you come back not okay. angry and not ready to insult them. That's what we mean by lowering your expectation. That yes, you cheer us on. Football is an emotional game. We might insult them. I mean, I mean, it's just what it is. If they don't perform, you expect that they, all of these players know that, that we play but at that's that level. Why, but but that's, why he's, that. that's why he's talking about expectations. expectations. You see, the, the, the level of the insults will be based on the expectation. Mm. And why were the Nigerian fans so livid? Because they felt that this was a party for Nigeria to beat Ghana. They had come from Lagos, from other states to come and watch. The expectation was that they will finish Ghana. And the expectation was that this Ghana team was nowhere good. Yeah. So, imagine so, so they were so shocked. They could not take the fact that the fact Ghana is, yes. had come to the, uh, the Mushuda Biola Stadium, which was full, 60,000 inside, maybe 70,000 yes. outside, <laughs> and, and come and take that qualification slot. They can't handle it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what we are saying so is you're that... you're saying that well, we, for, the, see, we shouldn't well, have... You see, at the moment, at the moment, like, and, you see, and, and I think Otuado told me something after the game. He told me something. Look, we are very, very excited and happy. And it's good that we feel great. We feel this great because, one, we beat the enemy in Nigeria. Yeah. And so we have taken things a bit up there. We haven't won a game. In, in, when's the last time we won a game? In the last five games, we haven't won a game, but we qualified. You see? So it's, and that's what Otto told me. He says, chill, easy. Over the two legs, we didn't win a game. So can we all relax and give this team um, the room to surprise us the more, you know, rather than go up there and say, ah, we are good enough, we can do No, we, we, we still have a lot to work out here. And I'm not saying that don't be, don't be, don't be expectant, you know what I'm saying? But you just have to lower your expectations. You just limit it. And we are going in, really. Did you kill somebody? We want to be okay. to ourselves. We've not, our squad is not great. One, we've not played the exciting football in the past five Sunny, I see you. I'll come to you shortly. And they haven't been together yeah. for, and you see, they haven't been together yeah. for a long time. Yeah. So all the partnerships we are talking about, we are now building them. Yeah. Amate Ejiku mm. are building a partnership. Jojo, Jojo Walakot, mm. building a partnership. Yeah. At right back, at left back, we are building a partnership. Even in midfield, Kudus, Thomas Party, we are still working on working things, things up front. Of Jan just I, mean, I, I like the fact so that all of you are trying to lower expectations. No, yeah, no, it's not lower. You, hey, you, hey, you have to be real, actually. Let me, let me, both of you watch sports. I mean, Kilson, just 
hold the thought for me. Let me get uh, Kwesi, uh, who is uh, who is a blogger joining us right now. Just a quick thought. Now go to Sunny and come back to Kilsing. Hello, Kwesi. Hello, Kwesi. You're mute if you're if you've muted. Okay. Uh, let me Kilsing. Give me your thoughts. Yes, for me about the expectation bit. Fatah and Shahaku currently is about 17 years. It's 18 now. 18. 10 18 this month. 18. And so the last time Ghana played Uruguay was in 2010. That's about 12 years ago. Hmm. And so the expectations are 12 years ago, he was six years. Yes. Probably he was at the formative years of life. And so if you are putting in or if you are dumping your hopes in such a person to hmm. To, to 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 give you a landmark performance i mean you might not get it no but, but, but here's the thing let me let me tell you something that might surprise you my son is eight years yes. comes back from school and says asamoah john missed a penalty and suarez handled the boy i i, I know where he was getting this from apparently okay. he had come up in school where they talk about football yes it's it, he said he was six trust me he would have watched every you would have watched that game yeah but he, he would have but he's a developer. He, what? He's a developer. Yeah, developing. but the point he's making is he may not understand what he meant to Ghanaians oh, then because yes. he wasn't, okay. he didn't see it. But I'm I saying that that yeah. may not be the case. <laughs> you know, understand. that game it will be key. I mean, let me bring Sunny on that okay. point. Sunny, let me bring you in on that point that uh, yeah. we're just. And anyway, made. Fatah will give us a lot of information. He's his responsible Lisbon. Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> I mean, Sunny, let me bring you on that point that was made earlier about about the, 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 the team that um, going into this. Yeah, you've made a point. We shouldn't, you know, hype expectations. We should lower the expectations. But these are professionals. I mean, we shouldn't worry about that, should we? I think we should very much worry about it. But first of all, before I go on, uh, the guys in the studio, can I ask George uh, that since Gary is not around, that the guys have got even more expertise than ours, than what you need. <laughs> and perhaps they should try poaching them, even if it's part-time basis to work for multimedia. It's been so great, and I'm so impressed that there's this level of knowledge and understanding of the game by the fans. Yeah. They know that in the past, when we go to the African Cup of Nations, before we leave, people say, oh, we are going to bring the trophy. We are going to, we are four-time African champions. We have these players. We have that. We have that. This is what happened to the Nigerians. This is what arrogance gives you. You saw what um, uh, Amokachi did on the pitch? Yeah. 360, now, baby. Some, 360, baby. We are 360 some people baby. are in confusion. <laughs> Who is now in confusion? I see. This is what football arrogance does to you. We have to lower expectations. Let's be honest with ourselves that our team is not up there yet. We didn't expect to be here. Yeah. Among the teams that went that, that went for the draw this evening. Thank God we managed to get through. Now we need to tell Ghanaians that this is, uh, you know, a team that is starting to gel. Let's not tell them that, oh, we are going to the second round by all means. We are going to do this. And when you come back from the tournament, this is where people get angry. Sack this person. Do this person. <laughs> investigate this person, set up this commission, and all of these things. This is where it starts. Let's be honest with ourselves. Let's be realistic. Let's tell ourselves that our team is now starting. A lot of our players we have are teenagers. Um, Fatah is a teenager. Um, Kamal Din is a teenager. Kudu's just turned 20. 
So we, we have a very, very young team. And a lot of the players, as you said, it's only Dede and Jordan that have World Cup experience. The rest don't have any World Cup experience. So we have to be realistic. Yes, you have to support your team. You have to be attached to your team. But we also have to be sensible in the way we posit the thing. And even for a football fan, if you stop being realistic, that is where you get terribly disappointed when the result goes out. Yeah, so well, have to you should come and ask, ask Manchester United supporters. We'll tell them. Uh, we'll them. <laughs> we have a thing or two to tell them. Anyway, stay with me, Sonny. Let me bring in a, a few more, um, you know, on uh, Rigadian supporters of football and lovers, fans. Um, Millicent is uh, connecting with me now. I'm happy to hear a female voice in this conversation. Hello, Millicent. Thanks for connecting. Yeah, hello. Good evening. Good evening, Millicent. Have you have you uh, discovered? Have you learnt about the group uh, we are we are in yet? Yes, the group with Uruguay, Portugal, and then um, Korea. Okay, so give me your reaction as a football fan. Oh, okay. I'm very positive about this um, upcoming match. Okay, just because of the fact that we have a new coach and. Our players as well are, are very energetic, I must say, from the previous um, match that was um, played on Tuesday. So I'm positive about it. So you, are you saying that you're positive we are going to qualify? Oh, yes. Much, much positive. Okay. Sunny and uh, George, here you go. I mean, the, the excitement is there. But, uh, but, but, Melissa, tell me, I mean, does Ghana-Uruguay mean anything to you other than a football game? Well, um, I should think there might be more to it. But at the moment, since we are looking at the football session, I think and um, with the football, we can do much. Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to test something here. What do you know about Uruguay versus the Black Stars? Anything come to mind? Um, it's, it's hearsay, Joe, because I was a child by then. So I, I have hearsays that we played some matches before and then it was a loss. But then I can't speak to how the scores and all that went. That is that is really interesting indeed. And then I've made in the point earlier. So so you that, it, it was you Kilsing who made that point, right? That that many many Guineans will not know the history. So it may not be it may not I mean Sunny, I think you made a point. So this could actually be 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 positive for the black stars that many young people who will be cheering the team on may not have that history and may not put as much pressure on the on the players and the, many of the players themselves were teenagers so they may not understand the significance of that you know revenge that we are talking about that that could be positive sunny yes indeed that could be positive particularly the millennials who you know um were maybe babies by uh, at the time we played uruguay mind you i was in that stadium that day uh, doing the commentary for the BBC, um, you know, they won't remember the raw emotions we had that day. So we, we of uh, the people that were there then, have the duty or responsibility of telling them the trajectory of what happened then and what we can do to, uh, to avoid any disappointment or any possibility of avenging that defeat. That defeat, I think we have to do something about it, but we have to be measured. If we tell them, like the way some of the supporters now, the fans, the ordinary people in the streets are saying, that we understand that, that football has changed. Football is scientific. It's not uh, religious, spiritual, or nothing. It's purely scientific. 
and we have to approach it in this manner. If they get that understanding, they will be measured. I mean, so, so Millicent, what happened in that game? It was in 2010. We were playing the quarterfinals against Uruguay, and there's, a, there's, a, there's this gentleman called Suarez. He now plays, <laughs> he now, he now plays football for Atletico Madrid, and we were just about scoring. That would have meant that would have gone to the semifinals. And uh, he, standing on the line, used his hand to kick the ball out of the post which meant we didn't score. He got a red card, and they got Asamajan to play the penalty. And Asamajan, in fact, that was the virtual last kick of the match. Asamajan missed the penalty, and Uruguay went through. In fact, we, we, went, to the, we went, to the, went to penalties, right, George? I'm trying to record this. Yes, we went to penalties. We went to penalties yeah. after that miss. And, and, you know, and, I don't, I, I don't, and then we lost I, out. I, I, I always say we scored the goal, actually. <laughs> <laughs> if there was bad. We lost out. <laughs> I mean, so, so Millicent, what that meant was that if that Suarez hadn't used his hand, we would have been in the semifinals of a World Cup, the first African team to ever do that. And, and that denied us that. I mean, I, I died that day. Um, many, <laughs> many people, many people indeed died that day. Um, so that's the history behind that game. Uh, let me bring in um, Kwesi, who's now connecting via phone. Hello, Kwesi. Uh, hello. Kwesi, good, 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 good to can have you. you. I can hear you laughing. Good, good to have you join us. Kwesi, I want to take you to a different part of this. I mean, so we've seen the group already. Um, I know you are excited, but tell me, if you look at the I want to look at the technical team. I mean, because this is going to be a very tough group. I mean, we have Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, you have Uruguay. Then you have South Korea. I mean, do you have faith in the ability of our technical team, the coaches, etc., to deliver a, a performance that will make sure that we qualify from the group as a football fan? Yes, I mean, I mean, the World Cup is the World Cup. It's a tournament, and um, we have just like seven games to finish the trophy. So. Um, every other thing at all, like anything at all, can happen. So I, I believe in that four-man um, technical bench that we have, and I believe that they can, I mean, do their homework well to to take us far. I mean, Portugal for the past three um, World Cup sessions or finals have only won just three games. Um, that's against that was against North Korea, two-one against Ghana in 2014. And then one nil against Morocco in 2018. They've they've only advanced to the one of 16 stage. That has been their best in the past few editions. So it's it's really not something so hard to you know to to be afraid of. But I mean, they have the squad, they have the players. Their team, I think, in our group is is a more balanced team than any other group. And then Uruguay during their qualifiers at, um, at the Concacaf wasn't that strong of an opposition that we knew way back in 2010, even though, I mean, it does, it's still the World Cup. They qualified because they're a good team. So we, we have to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. And I mean, I like the fact that uh, we have already been ruled out. We, we, I like the fact that we are already the underdogs in the group, even people waiting South Korea ahead of us. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's really not nothing bad, but I really have strong hope in Otuado and the squad. If um, Otuado and the other technical bench, they will be given the nod. From what I saw against Nigeria, um, especially at Babayara Sports Stadium, and then the technical switch they did in um, Abuja during the second half of that particular game, I think if they are giving the nod and giving the independence to call up players and make their own selection, then we have a chance. Okay, so I get the sense, Chrissy, uh, uh, that you will keep the technical team as it is. You won't touch it. No, there, there, there is no reason why 
um, anyone at all should try changing this technical. Who, who would you have? have who would you have as the as your as your lead coach? Would you have Otuado or you have Chris Ute? I think I'll go. I'll go with Otuado. Otuado, okay. One, one, one for the fact that um, I feel he 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 is more Ghanaian than Chris Hilton, even though they are they are both um, Ghanaian. But I feel the spirit more in Otu than than Chris. And um, I also feel the, the the sporting background of Otu more than Chris Hilton. I mean, you, you check the background, um, how German German football is ruling the world now. And you see where Otu had his training from. I really like that as, as compared to Chris, who is more. Okay, so that's interesting. Let me come to uh, you and uh, to get a sense of this. Okay, uh, like, stay, stay with me. Like, but your, your thoughts on that on that point? The technical team, uh, we still have a sense, at least from the GFA's point of view, that they, the the team, the way it was, was for the Nigeria, you know, two legs, and we're told that after these two legs, they may, you know, go for you know change a bit because you know Otuado is still committed to Dortmund, etc., etc. What would you like to see as far as the team is? Now that we know who we're going to be playing in the World Cup, I think. It would be great if we can keep them, but it the way it is, the way the structure yeah, is now with Otto leading and then Chris is supporting and the others. Okay. Yeah, because if there's anything, I think uh, I love the fact that they've been able to work together. Because one thing that we all compl- we thought might be a problem is the ability to work together and each of them coming up together and using their strengths to perform very well. But we realize that in our two legs, they've proven to us that they perform very well. Even in our second half, when uh, uh, when George. George Boateng granted an interview with Ori Kwampofu. He, he explained how they managed to play the, sec- the second half and explained so well to us that you could clearly tell that they are a squad that believe in themselves. They are coaches that can play to excel and do their role, what you want them to do. So I would love that we keep them. And even the president himself said that this squad, uh, this technical team are proving to us that when we give them the opportunity, they can work. But the other job is how the FE will be able to convince these coaches, because apart from Chris Hutin, they are all contracted and they are all working with. Because uh, if you look at Didi Dramani, he's working with Right to Dream. If you look at George Boatin, he's with Aston Villa. If you look at uh, uh, Otuado, he's with Borussia Dortmund. So, and in football, everybody has a contract, a binding contract, and that makes them unavailable to talk to any other partner. So, it means that the FA will have to do a lot of job. And if you look at George Boatin, almost all his conversation, he has talked about the fact that the FA needs to be able to convince Aston Villa to get them available. So if Aston Villa and the other contractors or the other employees who allow these men to work for us, then I would say that in, in the ideal situation, we need to keep the structure like this. Otuado as the head coach, Chris Hutton as the advisor, with all these men, if possible, because we also have to understand that we need other technical people also, like scouts, uh, video analysts. We need to have a proper technical team, not only dependent on these four men. We need so you're saying that as well. expand the team, expand the technical team you have now? Technical scouts who scout opponents. Okay. We need video analysts and all that, because the World Cup is a huge state that. England will come in with 12 men staff. Yeah. And that means that you can't go to the... <laughs> they will have a psychologist, they'll have all that. Okay, so so let me ask now the big question, considering where we are as a country with the economy. Um, let, let me start with you, uh, Kilsing. So, you, I, 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 I suppose you agree with him, that keep yes. the technical team that's yeah, it. And he said that a lot of them have contracts elsewhere, Dortmund, with Otuado, etc. It's going to cost... It'll come down to money. Because contract 
and holding him down, if he's going to give up um, his post and come, it's going to cost money. Does it matter how much we spend on keeping the technical team together, or you think, you know, we should we should be careful about that? As a, as, as a football fan, w- would you mind if the state decides to spend whatever it takes just to keep the structure, or you care about how much we are going to be spending to, to get this done? I mean, for me, football is a big business. If you're willing to go a mile of a journey, you should be prepared to spend. Because, you know, even in modern football, we've, we've had very crazy times where teams have to spend. Forgive me, I need to connect to Gary now. Okay. Uh, he's just joining us from, from Qatar. He, he's been uh, at, the, at, the, at the event uh, in Qatar. Hello, Gary. Hey, hey, Gary, great to hear your voice. Uh, you were in the auditorium when this was unfolding. Have we had some reactions yet from the, the, the team from Ghana, the traveling, the coach, and the... No, we haven't. Oh, we, we have... Uh, we, we, Gary, do you? Um, let's... Okay. Gary, is it you? Oh, no, okay, we, we are getting the uh, FA spokesperson joining us very shortly. I can hear some party in the, in the background. Maybe he's excited. Maybe he's there. Uh, it's, his, it's his music. Uh, Henry, please mute for me. Uh, mute for me quickly because I'm, I'm, I need to get Gary on. Uh, Gary, if you can hear me. Yes, I can hear you. And okay, great. Interesting music in the background. Okay. Yes, Gary, please proceed. I, I think uh, the music is gone now. Yeah, um, so what, what did you want to know? I mean, quickly, so you, you were in the auditorium. Um, what was it like? What was the feeling among our contingent? Where, did, you, did you get a sense that we're happy with what the draw we got? Um, I was not seated anywhere close to them. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we have Henry on the line and he can give us an instant reaction. Um, you know, the way that the draw was, the way the, the people were seated, the seating arrangements were, were not close to them. So we've not got a reaction yet. I'm actually at the mix zone um, area and waiting for our representatives to come so we can get their reaction later. But it was good. It was colorful. It was organized. And um, basically, it was great. It was everything that you can expect a World Cup draw to be like. I think that people feel as an initial reaction that there's no group of death. So, yeah, it's quite open. And it's going to be a very watchable World Cup ever. I mean, like I was saying the other day, Remember, this is the first time that a World Cup will have all eight stadia in, basically in one city, Evans. Okay, great. Uh, let me quickly get to the GFA spokesperson, Henry. Uh, Henry, I can hear you. I, I, I understand there's an after party. Um, that, and that explains the music. Give us a reaction of the of the Ghanaian contingent. What, what was the FA's reaction to this draw? Happy? Well, first of all, it, it feels good to be counted among... Um, the top teams in the world. Um, it is a privilege to um, to be here. Uh, something we missed out in 2018. So um, the the initial reaction is that now we are back to where we belong. We are on the table of men. Um, today we are going to wrap shoulders. Get the opportunity to wrap shoulders with. Interesting group with Korea Republic, Portugal, and Uruguay. Um, I think it's 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 an interesting group. It's an interesting mix. Um, giants from Africa, giants from 
um, South America, who are two-time champions of the competition. Another giant from 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 Asia, and then of course um, Cristiano Ronaldo's Portugal. It is an interesting mix. Um, at least we have some um, time ahead of us from now until November. We will have the opportunity to play in Afghan qualifiers, friendly matches, and get this team prepared. I, I can confidently say that we will be very, very, very ready for the tournament in November. Do I get the impression that the FA is happy with the, with the, with the pairing, with the group you got? We are calm. We are calm. Uh, we are not really perturbed as regards names. We believe that if we are able to prepare well, if we are able to plan well, we can go through this group unscathed. Um, it's not about words. It's not about, um, um, I mean, harboring any fear whatsoever. But history um, has told us that good preparation, sound management, um, and also good, good um, handling of issues where you have players in the right mental and psychological um, 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 mind, uh, players with the right preparation, technical team with the right motivation. Now, some of these games, you don't need financial motivation to play. Some of these games, you need intrinsic motivation. We played Portugal in 2014. We played Uruguay in 2010. And we know the history behind these two games. And these boys will be fired up to turn the tables around. So, yes, like I said earlier, it is an interesting mix. And we will be very, very ready to make the people of Ghana proud come November. I know it might be a bit premature, uh, but you know, seven, eight months is a very short period because there's not going to be an international break for, I think, four or five months or so. And so technically, the window to prepare is really small. Uh, has the FA, or have you had a small discussion concerning preparations? Because, of course, you have to try and face teams that play quite similar uh, to the three teams that have been put across in Ghana's group. Harry, please unmute for me. Unmute. Uh, unmute. Yes, okay, we can hear you now. The FA president is here, the vice president is here, the general secretary, um, the deputy general secretary, Alex Asante, and then myself. We are in a, a mini meeting, sort of, trying to discuss issues about preparation, organization, um, ticketing, um, um, hotel for the team, training pitches. Tomorrow, for instance, we will step out to inspect um, some training pitches that have been earmarked for us. We had um, um, a meeting with uh, the hospitality industry this morning um, in, in, in a session. They have given us a number of uh, hotels and training facilities that are available. We will um, you know, travel around the country tomorrow to visit all those facilities and to see which one will, 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 will be good enough for us. Aside that, we are also looking at ticketing issues, we are looking at media issues, accreditation issues and all that. All these things have been discussed, but when it comes to the team itself, yes, um, um, I am sure later this evening there will be a meeting sort of um, to look at how we can start preparing for friendly matches, how we can start working on um, getting the team in shape. Um, in terms of pre-tournament campaign, pre-tournament arrangement, and a whole lot. This is not 
um, something that can be done within a day or two. It involves a lot of planning, and right away that planning has begun, and I am sure that we will be able to put our house in order before the competition. And uh, also, in terms of expectations, I'm sure before the draw, uh, you had your own expectations of the Black Stars. Uh, from the point of view of, you know, the association, has the draw changed your thinking uh, in terms of how far you thought the Black Stars could go in the tournament? Not at all. Um, I, I don't want to believe that the teams in this competition are here um, on... on on any, um, how do you call it? Um, sorry, there was a distraction. Sorry. Um, I, I don't want to believe that the teams here um, got here uh, without fighting for this slot. All the teams here um, qualified on merit, with the exception of post Qatar, who didn't play any qualifying game. All the other teams, including those who are here to go through their playoffs, um, are here on merit. So it has nothing to do with which teams you find yourself with or which group you'll find yourself in, what we know is that to be the best, you need to meet the best and to beat the best. It has nothing to do with uh, whether you play a soft team or a weak team or a difficult opponent. We know that the most important thing, I mean, it's, it's, it's happened before, even in, in 2006 when we made our debut, when we had Italy, Serbia, and, uh, sorry, Italy, the Czech Republic, and, and USA. We were the lowly ranked team in that group but in the end we were able to sell through same happened in 2010 when we had uh, you know that uh, uh, serbia and germany as well and australia who were able to sell through unfortunately things didn't go well uh, in brazil in 2014 so we do not want to believe that where we find ourselves will either strengthen our chances of doing well or weaken our chances of doing well what we know is that we need to be the best to get to uh, you know, um, um, a, a medal zone or to to excel in this tournament. So we are ready. It doesn't matter the opponents. All we need to do is to prepare well and get ready for the tournament in November. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Henry. Uh, so Gary, um, that's that's the reaction you got there. Um, you 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 were you of course in in Qatar. Um, give us a sense. We go, just just quickly get quick reaction. Uh, Gary's gone. Okay, we lost Gary there. Let me come to the studio now um, and, and, and wrap up. Um, first, let me start. Is Millicent on? I would like to hear Millicent. Millicent is gone. Okay, Kilsing. So you had the GFA's reaction. Uh, they are prepared and ready to go uh, as far as this tournament is concerned. Well, what, what's your expectation? We're qualifying from the group? Yeah, how, how far? Let me ask this question as we wrap up. How far do you think the Black Stars will go as far? Based on what, what we know today. The worst can be that we can be the third best place team. I'm not asking you for worse, <laughs> the best. What, as a fan, yeah. where do you think Black Stars, how, what, how far can we go? How far? Mm -hmm. Probably in the quarterfinal. So you're expecting? Yes. You're expecting um, Black Stars in the quarterfinal? Exactly. Okay. And maybe from there we can think about the future. Okay, but at least quarterfinal for you? Exactly. Okay. What, what about you? Yeah, see, at least quarterfinals is okay. Okay. Um, so quarterfinal is okay? Yeah, but if you're out of the group, if you manage to go out of the group too, that would be a good one. <laughs> huh? That should have been big. If you <laughs> qualify out of the group, that's quarterfinal. I mean, quarter let me bring it, Sunny. Now that we've had the GFA, I want Sunny's thoughts on this. Because, I mean, Ulrich, you asked a few questions mm. on our big Sunny info. Let me ask you, you asked those questions. Did you get the answer? Because I, I got the impression you were looking at preparation. Yeah. Whether the, whether the FA is thinking already about 
preparing the team. You've heard his reaction. Did it, did it deal with your concerns? Uh, I mean, I think it's, it's fair. It's fair. But you just have to understand that there's a lot of work to do in limited time because the seven months that you have on paper or eight months that you have on paper is not really eight months. You're not going to be with these players. You're not going to be with a technical team. And so you need to understand that you have just about three international windows. And so you have to really plan ahead. And planning is not necessarily, uh, you know, having to do with uh, the location you would sleep and logistics and all that. I'm looking at technical planning. For instance, you could, the World Cup is such a beautiful competition because you can plot your path to the final right from the group stage. Mm. And just a bit of tip, if Ghana finishes second and Brazil finish first, we'll meet them in the round of 16. And so you're not just playing alone. You have to look around you and be concerned about what others are doing because we've seen Germany time and time again play in a way that they know that it would suit them in terms of their opponent. We saw about 50 years ago where they held out to a no-no draw because if they finished second, they would have had a better path. We saw that in England in the 2018 World Cup. Yeah, so it's, it's a lot of planning to be able to go find the World Cup because it's the highest stage. The best players will be there. And so the difference would be the minute, minute things that you do differently. And so for me, we just have to sit down first and explain to Ghanaians what the real expectation is. Are we going there to compete and really go far? Or would we be satisfied with just a Uruguay victory and then whatever happens after that, we're cool. So for me, I just think we have to, so that Ghanaians would know going for it because we, we are no longer small boys. It's not 2006 that we're going to have fun anymore. Now we are, we've gone past the Nigeria celebration. We have to really set clear targets. What would be a disappointment and what would be a great achievement for us? Personally, I think we've reached the quarterfinals before. We have to aim to do better. The World Cups don't come around quickly or often. We saw that in 2018 when we missed out. And so we don't know when we'll come again. So if we're here, let's put our best foot forward, try and win the group, get a favorable draw in the round of 16. And then from the quarterfinal stage, you can move on. I mean, but we have a blessing in disguise, isn't it? Because we're also going to be playing the qualifiers for the Africa Cup of Nations. That will give us some game time with the boys. E extremely good game time because that's a competitive environment and it's not just friendly games. You get to play fellow uh, African countries who are trying to reach the Africa Cup of Nations as well. But I, I want to see more intelligence deprived in our preparations we can, you know, hit up intelligence units who can come up with algorithms and give us a sample of teams who play very similar to Portugal. Uh, you know, you can use different variables in terms of playing style, uh, expected goals accumulated, how they approach games. And I'm sure with some bit of machine learning, you should be able to list teams that play very close to how Portugal do, mm. how close, uh, you know, uh, you have the likes of... Uh, um, I just I just blanked who who else is in our, is in our group Uruguay and then South Korea and so you would have all of this on paper and then you can really test yourself against these teams and know where you really stand. The last time we went to the World Cup, Sunny Dara was with the GFA um, and he was the spokesperson. He travelled with the team. Sunny, what did it take when you so go back to 2010, uh, the year before when you you got the draw and you knew you were going to come up against these teams in the group. What did the FA you were part of, the Kwisinyantuchi FA you were part of, what, was, what did you do? Trace your steps. Because we want to learn from that. Because that was a, the, the most success we've had at the World Cup. What did you do? Uh, please unmute for me, Sunny. Uh, you muted. Is that okay? 
Am I on? I can hear you now, yes. Okay. Um, the, the, the process actually starts with what Henry spoke about, and that is um, selection of your training base. And the training base is not the place where the team will stay, but the team will um, be based at a place where they will be having their daily training sessions and will fly to venues for, for the matches. But in the case of Qatar, it's such a small country, having been there and having been part of the preparations for the World Cup for Qatar, I've been part of their strategic team for quite some time now. It's a very, very small country. Um, I would say Accra is even bigger than Qatar. So uh, it will just take, you know, um, sometimes a boat ride or sometimes um, just a drive across the, the streets so you, you get to the next stadium and all. So it's, it's much easier and even clustered. I might even suspect that there, are, there might be countries that would say, okay, we well, might be based in uh, close places like Saudi Arabia, Dubai, and drive in and play our matches. Some of the cities in Saudi Arabia, Dubai, and Co. are just maybe 45 minutes away from Doha. So these are some of the things you have to juggle your minds about. You have to look at your opponent, what type of football they play, and that will decide on which opponents you play in your friendly matches. So for instance, if you are playing somebody or a team like, um, let's say um, you are playing a team, for instance, the world champions, France, you'd want to look at a team that plays in Europe similar to the French style. So you would have to start all of these um, preparations. And I was really, really happy when Oreco tried to bring in the use of AI analytics and algorithms in, in the way you run uh, the game. I can assure you that Otto is far past the stage of um, world football where AI is driving a lot of the decisions they take. I've been very, very lucky to have seen him work at first hand. First when he was at Norgeland and a couple of my visits to, to Germany and seeing how he works. He's an expert in football analysis, but he'll tell you that there are people who are much more enlightened in this area than him. And you know, as technology is moving, a lot is changing. There are cameras that can analyze, like Oreku pointed out, that can analyze how your opponents play. And I'm sure that in these areas, we are very well covered. One key point that I want to say is that government must be committed to this project. Let's not take it as a football match. People are going to play football. You just go on the pitch and play. Let's be serious as the Europeans have been. If it is funding, I know that government have seen the benefits of qualifying for the World Cup. You can imagine that, um, you know, the E-Levy would have been a massive, a massive story the day after the the, the the decision was the votes were made in parliament to take it. But what happened? Football drowned E Levy. That tells you the power of football. So government must take a different look at it. I was very, very happy when President Mame Kufado invited the Black Stars. The same approach, and he has shown very good faith. Let me praise the president, the president, that 
He's done lots of good moves for the football industry. For instance, holding the breakfast to bring um, commercial entities in the country to support the black stars is a very good move. I think that he should. They should go. They should go forward and do more for the teams. Help them get a lot of backroom staff. Um, when we played Portugal at the 2014 World Cup. Whilst we were content with, you know, a few boosting of our backroom staff, I can tell you as a matter of fact that they had one, listen to this carefully, they had one video analyst on each, on each Ghanaian player. Wow. So you can imagine the number. And they came with a plain load of officials, backroom people, people you don't necessarily see work to the World Cup. So it, it goes without saying that if they go into this level of preparation and you go into, you know, a shoestring budget preparation, it is only natural that they can beat you. They'll beat you to the nitty-gritties of the game. This is what the North Africans used to do to us in the past. You play Morocco, and they'll say, oh, the field was slippery. You play Algeria and Clemson, and they'll beat you by a small margin through something very little, minutiae. These are some of the little things the European countries don't leave to chance. Let's not leave these things to chance. Let's prepare. This is a project. Allow the FA to lead the ministry, and the ministry must also lead it to government and keep everything calm. Let the noise in the media reduce. We did this thing before the game against Nigeria. It helped us a lot. I like the strategy that GFA used. But they will not go on a noisy tangent. When they were saying that, oh, we need to delay with our squad, all of these things are strategies. If you release your squad in time, you give your opponents the ample time to study your players. If you release your starting lineup um, away from the mandatory time, the mandatory time is that you release your starting lineup 90 minutes before kickoff, when the team arrives at the stadium for the match. When you give the starting lineup to your opponents, let's say in the morning of an afternoon of a match, you give them ample time to study your strategy, to plot it against you. All of these things are tactics we need to learn, we need to understand. And there are lots of, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, you know, um, happy. I'm very not quite happy, very happy that we have a lot of experienced hands who have gone to the World Cup within the football fraternity in Ghana. There's Mr. Alex Asante, is a very, very experienced hand in tournament organization. I, I, I think I have to say this thing publicly. We've got Mr. Anthony Bafo, one of the biggest football organizers in the world. He's decided to come back home. I think that we must use his experience, his knowledge, his contacts to get things done. He helped us in trying to get Otto. He can help us in many, 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 many areas. Let's use some of these people. Let's use their experiences. Those that are, uh, those with existing experiences must be used. Those who are learning, yes, we need the new generation to also learn. They must also be embedded in it so that when 